Hello and welcome to Hey Art What's Good. We're a podcast based in the north of England where we like to check out cool art things and see what's good with it. My name's Rosie. And my name's Alice. And this episode we're coming at you with a bit of a field trip. Because on our summer break we went to Rotterdam. Beautiful, beautiful Rotterdam of the Netherlands. Yes. Like it's... It's the least, like the the lesser known sibling of Amsterdam. Yes, it's like one of the most least Dutch-looking cities. <laughs> but my God, it's lovely. It's so and good. the art. Oh, so we just wanted to tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> so do we do what's goods? For yeah. Trips? Why not? We normally like to start these episodes with like what's good with us. Set the tone. Mm-hmm. Set the mood. So, do you want to start, Alice? What's good with you? Yeah, well, what's good with me is a podcast I am currently quite into. Podcast recommendation. Ooh, it's amazing. Is so, it this one? Nope. <laughs> oh, I hate this. No. <laughs> it's, uh, I haven't really given, like, narrative-based podcasts a go. Like, I usually like funny ones or, like, crime ones or whatever. But I uh, saw this one. I was like, let's give it a go. It's called Alice Isn't Dead. It's by the same kind of creator and I guess universe as Welcome to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. I think I've listened to the first episode of Welcome to Night Vale, but the sheer number of episodes puts us off because I think it's done in such a way where you don't have to listen to them all, but I'm a perfectionist, so I have to. Yes, me too. So this one is only like three seasons and each season is 10 episodes mm-hmm. and I'm nearly finished. I'm on to episode six of season three. Oh. And he's real good. I know, I like a self-contained story. Yeah, exactly. And it's like written really cool. And the whole thing with kind of, I guess it's essentially an audio play is that it's not just speaking. Obviously, you have to incorporate sound and music where necessary and like ambient noise. So it's just cool to think about from like a production aspect. But the story is also meant. So it's uh, the main character is this lady called Keisha and her wife died. Well, disappeared. And so obviously everyone's like, oh, damn, she's dead. And our wife's called Alice, hence the name of the thingy. Um, And... She like has a funeral, she mourns for a bit, but then she just kind of sees her on the news, like on the television, like just in different places around the country. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, so she's like, right, so Alice isn't dead. Name the show. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> a concept. Um, so she gets a job as like a long haul truck driver so she can drive across the country and like try and find out stuff. And there's just some weird things on the back roads of America. Ooh. And there's like conspiracies and monsters. And it's just so cool. I'm excited. I haven't listened to it yet. And I'm absolutely going to. It's one of those things, though. I love. Yeah. I, know I, I know we have a podcast, but mm-hmm. I do love podcasts like this. I mean, good. <laughs> They're just like, I think at the minute and over this summer, they've been by far my favorite means of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're great. Uh, the reason I like podcasts is because you can listen to them while I do something else can't do that with this you yeah. absolutely have to listen to it each episode is only like 25 minutes long though does it have that thing where it's like not surround sound but do you know where like if something passes yeah, here yeah. right yeah um, it passes your right ear not necessarily because a, a lot of like the context for her speaking like through an audio log is like through the radio on our truck oh, of course. so the, there isn't really there is some bits where it's not that but there isn't really much of that that i've noticed but like, I listen to it on my walk to work because it takes us, like, half an hour to walk into town. So it's kind of, like, a perfect timing sort of dealy. It's so good. And if you like podcasts that where the main character is a female tr- truck driver in America and it's an audio play, okay. I would absolutely recommend Carrier. Oh, oh yes. I think I've mentioned this to Alice before, but it's a... I kind of... It sounds very different. I think the only thing that's in common is that they happen yeah. to be truck drivers. But... It's 
a wonderfully produced piece of entertainment and it's about a long-haul truck driver in the states whose dad's ill so she has to like kind of continue like she basically it's america so there's healthcare Mm. issues so she has to work constantly and um i think it's like she's in a pinch and she takes some cargo and she doesn't know what's in it and she's inexperienced with the type of cargo that it is so like it's a special type of carrier i I think i don't know And things start getting weird. Ooh. What's she carrying? Ooh. Tune in and find out. <laughs> it's as if I'm on the payroll, I wish. <laughs> but that's just, I just found it on Spotify and it was well good. Oh, you so. have to give it a go then. My good thing, see, I feel like we're talking about podcasts now. I'm going to give one more recommendation. Sure, do. Because this is it. actually my good thing. The oh, podcast perfect. I've been binging over this summer has been called um, They Walk Among Us. Oh. and it is it's not a story it's very professional like information it is storytelling mm-hmm. but it's a a podcast based well a podcast that's out there to fully explore uk true crime mm-hmm. and it's not just like murders and stuff it's like con artists and like big like you know kidnappings or you know like really weird extravagant yeah. crimes that you don't really think happen and then they very much do <laughs> and but i love i listen to a lot of true crime stuff and watch a lot of true crime stuff and so much of it's in america because i guess that's there's, first of all there's probably more crime there because it's bigger yes. and also more money to yes. make these things so this is so refreshing because it's just like it'll be like yeah like they'll name drop like someone was born in gateshead yeah and then like i don't know like things happening in leeds or like they did like the yorkshire ripper and mm-hmm. like and oh yeah just so good and it's even cases it's some cases i've never heard of which has been amazing because it's here like this is my history like mm-hmm. this is, british people should know about these things i feel um and sometimes it's really interesting to hear like the cases you know and it turns out you didn't actually know them mm-hmm. and that it's like it's going into like like way more depth the formula is amazing it fully like he has a great voice for it a really good storyteller and it goes into the very much like before during after and then at like a where are we now kind of oh. thing where it talks about like and why is this relevant like have any laws happened because of this mm-hmm. are the people still in jail um you know like what are like the victims families have to say like yeah today so it really brings it home to like why is this relevant why do we need to think about it and why it's important so yeah i'd really like if you like true crime and this is the one this is the one as you're talking i'm just going to add it to my uh, podcast it's similar to if anyone listening knows the podcast law which is about kind of folklore fairy tales and that where how they're based in reality it's kind of a similar format to that except obviously like real things Mm -hmm. not like just stories and like hearsay so it's it's very like well written and it's oh it's fab i like i love it but i just like it when it's relevant yeah like i want a a british story because then it's you know when they talk about like american stuff's cool and stuff but or like international stuff Mm -hmm. but when it gets to like talking about the police force and the justice system that stops being relevant yeah but this is like us and you can learn stuff as well so that was a huge what's good with us but they are like those four podcasts get on them okay 
Yeah, some good wrecks there. Yeah. I think something I was just thinking about just there when we're talking because our what's goods are usually recommendations. So I think yeah. I'll do like a separate tweet for like the what's good yeah. of like every episode with like some like links and stuff. That sounds lovely. Why not? And if you give me those links, I'll try and put them on an Instagram story or something. Sure. That's why I wish we just had enough followers to get the swipe up thing. It would be so convenient. <laughs> so tell your friends. Tell your mum. Tell your just gran. 9,000 more followers, please. <laughs> You've got to aim high. Well, that's true. Speaking of aiming high, I'm not sure about yeah. that. We flew. We did. To the Netherlands. Perfect. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that link. And it was awesome. Yes. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, I do like to go on about it, but I lived in Rotterdam for a year, which is why we went, because I love it. And I can, I'm, what I've learned is that I'm a good tour guide. Would you yeah. agree? Oh, yeah. Perfect. If I've like lived somewhere and been there enough, like I know interesting things to take you. No, interesting places to take you. Interesting things to show you. And it's just cool. So like we'd be walking down the street, like, oh, by the way, on the way to this other cool thing we're going, here's a cool thing you can see real quick. Yes. And, then, and that's something that, you shouldn't be taken for granted because when people visit me, I instantly forget everything cool this year. <laughs> so, yeah. And also knowing when it's like appropriate, like knowing mm. when, like who's interested in what fun fact. And yeah, yeah, it was well good. Mm. And I cycled. We cycled. I've never cycled in the Netherlands because it's I experience. don't want to, I only really ever go to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to cycle there because it, no. it just looks awful. It just seems so stressful and tourists are stupid and just step in the bloody path. Yeah, including myself. <laughs> so, and I'd probably crash something or someone. Yeah. So yeah, no, no thanks. But it was great. We cycled to the park. Crawling's boss, I guess. <laughs> Can't remember what it's called. Um, spa. Because spa's from there. I is it? It's Spa's European. there and it's lovely. Yes. Spa here is terrible. Sorry, Spa. <laughs> but we got like, I got like Hella big croissants goods. for a, a euro. Yeah, dude. Oh. We had a picnic in the in the park and Gorgeous. we cycled there. It was like 30 degrees. It was really <laughs> hot. Real sweaty. <laughs> but it was so nice. And then we cycled to the complete other end of the city. Across some bridges. To get to the photography museum. That's mm-hmm. what we did on the Sunday. It was great. Beautiful. But we're not going to talk about the photography museum today. Sorry, gonna... guys. <laughs> it was good. But <laughs> we're going to talk about... Um, it's not quite this. So there's a great street called uh, Vitter de Vitstrat, And it's like where all the cool bars and restaurants and stuff are just really long just lush cool street um and there is the vita de vit uh, center for contemporary art but in the vita de vit there is tent which is a different kind of art organization space mm-hmm. um they kind of lots of their exhibitions are specifically about rotterdam or the context of rotterdam or about sorry rotterdam in the larger context of the world and stuff like that and it usually costs to go in these places, but we just happened to be there on the same day as this other random festival that was happening. It's like a music festival. Yeah. And which, like this is one of the venues or something. Yeah. So we're about to pay and he was like, oh no, no, it's free today. I'm like, yes. That's <laughs> the second awesome. time that's happened. We briefly popped to Rotterdam where we, like me, Rosie and a group of friends went to Amsterdam for New Year's a few years ago. Um, and we briefly popped to Rotterdam and I was like oh this place is really great they're open late tonight for some reason the reason was a different festival thing and we just got going for free yeah saving nine euros baby that's like a decent saving it really is and on that trip alone we were just lucky in general mm. because when we first arrived and went to the shop and I wanted to show <laughs> Alice something if anyone's ever in Europe you have to get pumpkin hummus it's so 
good. I changed a life. It was Alice's life. You truly life. did. You've <laughs> changed it. But now I'm mournful because I can never have it in this country. And yeah. it's just sad. It's terrible. Unless I make it myself. And we got that for free. Yeah. So thank you, Albert Hein. Yep. So the barcode was all fucked up. I'm just like, you can just take it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it was so good. So that was our second win getting Another into the gallery. Two for euros saved. <laughs> so that was like over a tenner. If you add that to yeah, the gallery, dude. boom. <laughs> We're essentially making money. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. It was amazing. Um, so the exhibition that was on in Tent was called no you won't be naming no buildings after me and it's kind of a, a multi-artist exhibition that explores um embodied legacies and modes of commemoration which is a super interesting kind of thing to explore because it's such a varied thing that i yeah. guess you wouldn't think about too much yeah like especially when we talk about some of the like pieces that are in it you're just kind of like all oh, right yeah i guess that's a weird commemorative whatever like yeah. something like street names or like, like shop fronts, shop fronts. maps mm-hmm. um there was actually like loads of loads of different elements because it was like performance pieces that were gonna like incorporate the, incorporate the sculptures yeah. that were there um i'm sure that was involved like smashing glass i think so um there was like a rack of clothes as well which yes. i felt was like fashion but also performance and yeah. there was like a there was so much it was great yeah it was mint so well, like any any i think it's cool when there's like a loose theme and mm. any an artist of just being able to do whatever they want within that and mm. like whether or not the theme came first or the artwork it yes. doesn't really matter but yeah it was brill yeah man it was sick um i just want to read just a little bit of, like mm. the little the info thing you know you know when you go to like a gallery and then there's just like tons of text on a wall which says this is generally what the thing is about um so monuments street names and national holidays are official forms that keep people in events in the public memory turning public space into a physical archive uh, this exhibition interrogates our physical modes of commemoration while addressing different ways to pass on memories or reclaim historical events from denial or oblivion. That's interesting as well because when one thing is commemorated, it's like any kind of thing in history, like history is written, written by the winners. Mm. And there's definitely some elements of that in this exhibition. Yeah. So it's important to kind of like take it you with know, a pinch of talk salt. about them. And, yeah. And kind of like say, well, why is this in like, why is this being given this stature of commemoration? Mm. So yeah we'll, yeah, we'll talk about all that and more. Yeah, because it was, it was fab. Mm-hmm. And I love, because I did kind of map, I want to say map making at uni, but my mm. final project heavily incorporated maps and I was like drawing on maps and it was all about Ooh. like place and space and mm-hmm. all this. And I don't know, it's one of those, again, one of those where I'm like, where was this? Yeah. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> where were you when I needed you? Yeah. <laughs> but it's great it just means like I, whenever i think of whenever i see some art and it would have been useful at uni i'm like well it just means i was before my time well <laughs> sure we'll go with that <laughs> yeah no i love um any artwork about any form of memory mm-hmm. like whether it be this is very like collective memory Ooh, yeah i and love that I, this film it's very interesting i'm sure there's like an element of this there's a theory called post memory as mm-hmm. well which is um when there's an event that's potentially too traumatic for the like original people who experienced it to comprehend it or talk about it or move on from it, mm. it these like memories and experiences and feelings are passed on through the generations until it gets to a point where the event is so far removed that people are able 
to comprehend it and move oh, forward. Okay. So a really good example, which I think is super relevant to Rotterdam, although not as relevant to this exhibition, is Second World War. Yeah. Europe got absolutely obliterated. Rotterdam was flat. Like, all, I feel like from what you've told me, all the buildings are just rubble. There's hardly yeah, any pre-war buildings that we saw. There's a really great, um, like, aerial image from, like, a, a year or so after the war. Maybe it was even 1945 still. Um, I think there was literally, there's a really big building next to the town hall. The town hall might be pre-war, but I remember... It was great. One day, this Dutch dude so was talking, to, taking a photo of it, and he was like, "Oh, do you want to have a tour?" I'm like, "Sure," because it turned out he worked there. And he was saying that I think it might be pre-war, but it's not as old as it looks. Oh. It's like built to look like like probably maybe it's early 1800s or something, but oh. it's not that old. So it's a town hall, big post office, the cathedral, and there's a building called the White House because it's just a big white building. Literally, them four buildings out of the entire city are was all that was left. That's I think awful. That's just like. That's unreal. It is. Really shocking. It's given Rotterdam the very unique kind of opportunity to be like, we'll just build it if we want. If we don't like it, we'll tear it down, build something else. There's always kind of construction happening, but it's like lots of like new contemporary cool stuff and then weird stuff. And Alice was very good to point out that they love building buildings on buildings. (laughs) (laughs) So they'll be like a building already there and then they just build some stilts and put another building on top. It's pretty cool. But it's like skyscraper proportions. Yes. Like the Unilever building in Rotterdam it's Um, just cool love it (laughs) but well that's obviously like I mean imagine your entire home your entire home city Mm -hmm. or the city that you just happen to live in yeah like having to come back from that and bounce back that's you know think of the street names or parks or monuments and things like that that indicate that I mean even just the very fact that all the buildings and the architecture is very contemporary Mm -hmm. speaks for itself and I feel like there's all this basically cities and just anywhere that's an actual place Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be very populated just anywhere that's a place to someone kind of is coated in these kind of different forms of memory so Mm -hmm. all these places any public place has collective memory any place that's experienced trauma has post memory and you know like it continues on like that and it's i feel like every like so place meaning not just a location meaning like somewhere that means something Mm -hmm. to someone that's really what I identify as a place like a concept more than anything yeah like a place can't really be pinpointed on a map a place is somewhere that exists like within you it's Mm -hmm. you know your home is a place and like my address is just the location Mm -hmm. you know so it's I, I don't know like this was a wonderful like mixture of kind of exploring these things it wasn't just about a location it was about like how we interact with that Mm -hmm. and how personal it can be and it was was, or even Mm -hmm. how removed it can be and cold yeah there was just so many there's so much to absorb and I love that even though it was specifically kind of about Rotterdam and it was because we like that Mm -hmm. I think we both like when an art gallery like reflects where it is it also had like international stuff because there was a a video about um some chinese culture there was a photography series which was taken Mm. in america yeah there's like some russian stuff amazing like uh, that's (laughs) what i want to see i want to see it's like i know we talk about the meme all the time but that's what it's so good at it's so good at reflecting middlesbrough whilst also being an international player yeah so that's i think if you want to be a big art institution that's the goal 
be you need to be to speak in a place it needs to be relevant to where it is yes it, absolutely. the art gallery itself needs to be a place and it needs to mean something to the people that are there but also it's okay to like represent elsewhere yeah definitely so good job hell yeah and free <laughs> free for us <laughs> well, free for that day <laughs> yeah and i mean like that's cool it has like music venues and yeah and it was huge we're only talking about like one tiny I was gonna say this is a three floor gallery and tent is just in half of the first floor yeah this building is massive too much no not really (laughs) I mean we got quite tired by the time we got to the top floor we talk about (laughs) you have museum feet yes art fatigue art fatigue museum overload it was real yes (laughs) it was also hot as balls and we'd been doing a lot that day so several contributing factors yeah but well worth it (laughs) yeah well, I think we should dive in and talk about some of our uh, favourite pieces. Absolutely. There was, obviously, it was all cool, but there are some definite kind of standout things. Yes. Do you want to kick it off, Rosie? Yeah, go on. So, as I mentioned, love maps. Did a little bit with maps at uni. Like, maps are just interesting. Maps within themselves is just an art form. And I think we were looking at Jam Whistler. Uh, yes the lang jam jam war jam <laughs> and i'm sure he started drawing like maps yeah and he started as a and cartographer I think. yes cartography yeah <laughs> um great word i don't it's, use it enough it's really good <laughs> um so my favorite piece is this huge map and it's not what you would expect so it's by uh artist uh oh no gert jan Koken? The last one's right. Gert Jan Koken. Oh, God, I was <laughs> never going to get that. Um, and I believe it's called Depictions of Rotterdam, uh, 1940 to 1945, 2010, 2019. And it's a huge map. It's a huge map. It's all of Rotterdam. And I think what they've done is used a series of kind of photography, maps, collage they've like managed to kind of splice together this really comprehensive map that kind of attempts to really explain the history of Rotterdam accurately and like comprehensively so Mm -hmm. it's kind of looking at how maps and really any depiction of a time in history or a place in history is oversimplified so what they've done is kind of like I how the way I read it anyway is kind of like yeah spliced together all of these images to create one huge kind of complete map that truly represents the city and it has um all I mean it has all sorts on it you can really kind of deep dive in this because it has what looks like it's several different maps layered on top of one another but then there's also just a quick fun mm-hmm. fact it's 73 maps yeah all in one map yeah it's ridiculous and then it's got and obviously some things never change so like the river for example and the kind of a lot of the like canals and stuff mm-hmm. but then the roads the streets the bridges everything else is just a mess and it even has like pen marks on it like where people have like drawn i don't know if it was the artist it could have been maps he found with markings on them Mm -hmm. just it's lovely and i don't read any dutch but if you did it would have been fab because (laughs) it has so many annotations and just you know has a key at the top right as many maps do for kind of what different roads and train lines are and things it was i could have looked at that for ages 
Well, it's interesting talking about the annotations and stuff because I'm having a look. Obviously, there's lots of Dutch, there's some German, there's English, um, there's there's probably more, but there's so much writing on it. Um, all the maps are kind of sourced from different like secret services, mm-hmm. like German, American, English, and Dutch. So obviously, they would have different uses for different maps, and because yeah. like Rotterdam's a port city, so that's why it was bombed so much because yes. you know important during the war same as the northeast yep yeah and i love so like yeah the idea is to kind of try to accurately explain rotterdam as the dates might suggest during the second world war Mm -hmm. and like maps are always like maps lie Mm -hmm. maps are like history and any other thing that humans tend to take as fact yes they are always lies because humans lie and we don't know we're lying mm-hmm. but basically like if you think of lie as not being the truth mm-hmm. it's a lie and like everyone has an agenda especially mm-hmm. during war yeah so it's in a sense we have both talked about how much we love propaganda in a way maps are propaganda think of it as you can look at maps of the world through history mm. and each map will tell you a different border for every country yeah because france and spain decide that they want to be bigger or smaller or that actually that town's ours now and like yeah or like the world wants to decide that africa isn't as big as it is yeah or or like like, america's huge yeah or britain's always massive on a map and it isn't big at all (laughs) and i'll like it's it's this like massive island off this it's like we are the same size as like germany and i'm (laughs) really sure that's not right (laughs) it's absolutely not yes so yeah like it's I saw a, this is like, I don't know if it's relevant and it's a really like little tangent. Go for it. But I went to this bar when I was in America, like in 2017 Mm -hmm. and it was like vandalized. It was not vandalized, but it was decorated. It felt like every patron could go there and like you could write on the wall and like artists would come up and spray painted, sticker bombed. You can paste, you know, like like artwork. Yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff. And I just saw we were playing pool. This is in Philadelphia, if anyone's interested. Um, and we were, so it was one of Courtney's friends just pointed at a sticker on the side of the pool table, tiny. And it was just, what lie will you tell yourself today? Ooh. And I think about that all the time. Interesting. And it's this, it's like, what lie are we going to choose to believe today? Mm-hmm. And it's, well, yeah, are you going to believe the headlines? Are you going to believe the maps? Are you going to believe, because everything's, it's all propaganda. Everything's trying to sell you something. Everyone's trying to sell you something. Everything it has an agenda. And that's not necessarily bad. I don't want to worry anyone. <laughs> and I'm like conspiracy theory kind of borderline here. But I don't know. It's just like be critical of the world you live in. Don't assume things are okay. And don't assume don't assume things are terrible either. Mm. But just like, I don't know. Just critical be mind. Yeah, be conscious. Be critical. And always second guess everything. Because I'd rather second guess than just be blind. Yes. So maps awesome (laughs) in summary maps awesome (laughs) so yeah that was like i'll just i love art man you can talk about anything for about a million years you really can i can anyway (laughs) what about you alice what was your favorite Ooh, mine's i dare say really cool it's also quite big and really quite interesting to just see so it's it's by peter paul potover and it's an easy name yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it's called Facade Suspended. And it's literally like an entire shop front, like ground floor facade just suspended from the ceiling on cables. So it's like a door, massive window space, nice kind of like awning and stuff. 
it's really cool. It's made out of just, you know, wood. It's not painted or anything. And so it's kind of taken from uh, like an actual place. It's a recreation of a, an actual shop facade. So it was in 1988, like Dutch police raided this building, Overtome 274, that's the address, I guess, which is in Amsterdam. And it was apparently a suspected um, member of like uh, the revolutionary anti-racist action was like living there. It's like a squat house. Um and it's like maybe it's like planning like the failed bombing of this monument or something. So that's Ooh. again commemoration. Yeah. Interesting. Um and so it's it's just a recreation of that, so it's like the same facade as it would have been. Um but what it's made out of is really interesting. It's made um out of the wood and the brass is taken from shipping chests from the Dutch East Indian um trading company. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um so like, it's obviously like, really representative of like the Dutch presence in like Indonesia mm. and across the world and you know slavery, trade routes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's just interesting just it's just It's so... interesting to navigate that space when you walk into a like art gallery and there's a shop front in it. Yes. But like floating. Yeah. Because you can see it from the window outside. Like you don't need to pay it to see this one. You yeah. can just stand outside <laughs> and have a look. Um, but, but like obviously... to walk through, you can walk through the what the, where the door would be, yeah. and like look through the window to like I don't know, it's just a bit surreal. Yeah, it is, and just like two obvious kind of opposing uh, concepts together. So like the revolutionary anti-racist action, you know, it speaks for itself, <laughs> and then just the any remnant of the Dutch East India Trading Company is essentially colonialism, and colonialism mm. is pretty much inherently racist. So it's just yeah, <laughs> it's just a cool concept, and in such an amazing sort of spectacle display it is i've not seen anything like this and it would be so uh, yeah i mean i'm sure you got a photo of me like in the door i did yeah because it's just <laughs> strange loved it yeah it was really made. cool and the artist also had some like pictures on the wall and so it's like pictures taken from um i think it, so the activists at this monument like spray painting it and graffiti it and whatever but the frames are also made out of the same kind of material from found like chests from the shipping company. Amazing. So just it, it just like the pairing oh, yeah. of the two things. Just it was just cool, man. Very like neat. Yes. Like it all like fits together. It's lovely. Kind of like, ah, see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like lovely reward you get when you're like, I get art. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things as well that makes you consider like obviously all of Europe has generally a mucky past horrendous colonial history yes but people think like places like the netherlands or sweden's like oh like so socialist and cool it's like, yeah but also pretty racist yeah oh, and there's God. like a very deep-seated history for that yes so critical not to be before. rude i don't want to like call names but my friend who lived in copenhagen basically told me she's never lived anywhere more racist yes and it's like scandinavia you do so many things right i know yeah and you get this so wrong <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like, not everyone, because yeah. it's a whole country. But Yes. Yeah. It's, like, a notable thing yeah. in different European countries I've been to. Including Britain. And obviously <laughs> very much include. Like, we like to say, Can oh, like, America is a shithole. Like, oh, no, but yeah, and we're England, like be, though. We like to say, like, oh, yeah, the Americans killed all the native people. Like, no, we did that. Yeah. British people went to America and just were horrible yeah. to Native Americans. It wasn't them. It was us. They went on to be... Americans, like, yes, but like, and then also do that. But it was primarily firstly we did us. It. We taught them. We taught yeah. them how. <laughs> Awful. But yeah, remember accountability. Remember yeah. Yes, that, that's what it's all about. It's all about accountability. That's that. Like what 
collective and post memory really boils down to if you want to do anything with this mm-hmm. information is that like you have to kind of take ownership of your history yes so if you are british or european you have to take ownership over the fact yeah my history incorporates something awful and colonial <laughs> just colonies mm. come on guys there's no i can't really think of many good things that happened mm. <sighs> it was like it could have been awesome Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't Mm -hmm. like that's yeah but it's not the potential was there but (laughs) squandered it's like great idea terrible execution (laughs) um no like i think i had like a not epiphany existential moment when i really realized like i'm from like you know i'm british i very much identify as like a northern english person Mm mm-hmm that's like who I am and a part of that is being British and then part of that is having a colonial history and like kind of feeling the guilt of that mm. if maybe if you don't you should but you know like, but don't it's, like it doesn't have to be it like get you down yeah it doesn't have to be like an active thing you can kind of use that like hold yourself accountable for your own history and then do something with it mm-hmm. like talk about it for example talk about why it was bad make sure other people you know are liberated through it rather than like you know you can use history to liberate yourself you don't have to dwell on it and be like that was awful we can never make up for it which potentially we can never make up for the atrocities that europe did Mm -hmm. but we can make sure we don't ever do it again true and i just think i use person like personally i use history to like motivate myself Mm. and like that's because actually this is kind of stepping forward we like, do you like to talk about what's like what we're looking forward to? This isn't what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But my uncle's finally looking into like our family history. Oh. It's amazing. Like mm-hmm. knowing where you're from, because apparently, just totally like this is actually sure. for Alice more than anyone yeah. else. But Let me know. apparently, so on my dad's side, I'm Irish, and on my mum's side, I'm South African. Oh. How cool is that? That's really cool. That's like an interesting mix. Yeah. So, and I feel like it was a like of british descent south african because it's either yeah. british or dutch right uh there was a lot of dutch then yeah so that's why Africa they're like the main dutch. two yeah. yeah white people <laughs> yeah yeah nice well, cool Ooh, so, that's really cool throwing it out there hey history Ooh. yay <laughs> <laughs> um well i think we've got time for to maybe like have a bit of a chat about a couple yeah. of other pieces we normally some... do like honorable mentions yes. but can we do like honorable mentions for the whole experience as well sure yay okay amsterdam like no, amsterdam rotterdam was amazing it's better than amsterdam it is go i agree it's just and it's a it really fairly reasonable train ride from amsterdam skippel airport it's like 13 euros so yeah you know do it it's brill even just for a day trip because we went to amsterdam the it's first very time, doable as a day trip first time i ever went out um to rotterdam we were in amsterdam and alice was like let's go we just did a day trip so next time you're in amsterdam because it's so close mm-hmm yeah like again tiny country so you know there's no reason not to (laughs) like i I had a look like to go from one like the very bottom left hand corner of the netherlands to the tippy tippy top takes less than five hours like on on a train so driving there probably be quicker but tiny that yeah so tiny and i've talked to my friend sylvia who lived there and she's actually planning on moving to germany in the next like year or two so much bigger yeah and she's (laughs) like it's so small here (laughs) okay but quick honorable mentions this is a different honorable mention than i said i was gonna do so 
buckle up. <laughs> um, it's in the same room as the Peter Paul uh, Pothoven stuff. Um, and just like kind of on the other wall to where the pictures are. It's by an artist called Aslan Geisimov. And it's just, it's 120 metal street signs from yeah. all around um, like Soviet or I guess ex-Soviet countries. It's just interesting because it's a thing pretty much in every country in the world. Lots of street signs like relate to like something that happens, like or mm-hmm. can relate to like a general kind of feelings. Like some some of the signs here is like Freedom Avenue and like peace, like whatever. <laughs> and it's just really interesting, like how we can kind of commemorate stuff like that. It was unity? Un- yeah, what yeah, was it? I'm sure um, unity was the one. Oh yeah, so um. Well, it's kind of like here, we ha- a lot of our street signs are like sensicals, like Station Street. Yes. Or like North Chir- Street. North Street. <laughs> like something that makes sense because my, of a general... My childhood street name was Uplands because mm-hmm. it's on a hill. Hey, I like it. <laughs> well, mine's Rectory Road because there used to be a rectory at the end of it. Oh, there you are. So, um, but like some of the ones here is like in a Soviet city, you'd expect to see like Victory Avenue, Peace Avenue, Lenin Avenue. Um, but something I love about that specifically is like the kind of erasure of figures in like Soviet past. So like, wasn't it Lenin? They just yeah. kind of like erased him out of pictures, yes. out of history. Didn't um, Don't worry about it. But that's so interesting because it's like at the time where you know he, <laughs> I was gonna say the time where he wasn't cancelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know when he was still on air. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> Soviet cancel culture. Um, obviously, he was like commemorated as quite a figure. I think it's Lenin is the one I'm talking about. Or was it Trotsky? Either way, they did this to like a few people. It was like, oh, actually, you kind of did a disservice to the Soviet Empire. You're gone. <laughs> Get gone. Um, but it's just interesting. It's like that whole thing of like we choose what to commemorate. We can get rid of that. It changes the kind of yes. collective memory and therefore like the post memory after that, I suppose, really, because like after a point you wouldn't have known the other thing existed until stuff like this happens, like art, yeah. like history, all that cool stuff. So it's just a kind of Bringing cool place. light what is otherwise hidden. Yeah. Um don't know any Russian, so I didn't know what all the street signs said. It was it would have been cool to know that. Yes. You know, if there was like a little little sheet or guide or something. Yeah. But if you know Russian check it out we have photos so translate for us (laughs) please tell us (laughs) but just honorable mention because it was a cool concept and i liked it and it was like nice and aesthetic on the wall it was lovely i've got a very nice picture of you in front of it oh really that'll be on instagram hey art what's good (laughs) (laughs) um my honorable mention i think goes to that like audiovisual documentary do you have the name of it Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure it was called um, Garden of Perfect Brightness. Yes. Which relates not only to the name of the piece, but the name of the place within the piece. Yeah. And awesome. I learned a new fact. So apparently, in like Chinese language, they don't have a word for ruins, which I thought was amazing, like really fascinating, because if you don't have a word for something, it's harder, it's just automatically harder to comprehend because a ruin to us like conjures a certain image yeah. or it has like certain rubble, connotations, stone. overgrow, like, yeah. yeah and But if you... Like and you a can, place as well. Like, yeah. you wouldn't, like you wouldn't necessarily call like a half demolished house a ruin. A ruin is usually like, it's like a place of significance yes. that 
is not as like as it was yeah and it's like disrupted or yeah and its purpose has changed and a ruin i don't know like i think i equated it to what's that word that means like cozy oh yeah dutch have a word called gezellig and it doesn't really have a translation but it's like a kind of sense or a feeling that one can have which is like cozy and safe and comfortable uh, yeah but and we can obviously describe that but we'll never truly i don't think be able to comprehend it because Mm. we even though we have that feeling and i think i know what they're talking about because we don't have the word for it Mm -hmm. don't the germans have a word for being happy at someone else's ex- like expense probably yeah like it's, for everything. it's about kind of being bitter i think it's yeah. about like you're happy that someone else is suffering <laughs> and germans are good with words oh yes love it um is it germanic something i like the i like the word germanic it's quite a cool it's word a nice word um so yeah knowing that the like chinese culture doesn't have this word it's this audiovisual like documentary i'd say Pretty of much. a ruin in china mm-hmm. and it's and that's colonial i feel like that's kind of it's i can't remember what it was from it's interesting so it's it was the ruin of like an imp- a whole imperial palace and it was completely sacked by uh british and french troops yes. in the 1860s um, but what's ironic about it is the only bits left of the ruin are the kind of European, like <laughs> it was like a wing or a garden of it yeah. that was made out of like stone in a traditional European style. But I guess I don't know what the rest of the stuff would be made out of, probably wooden stuff. Yeah. It's just ironic. This is the only bit that's left. Which I love as well, because then it looks even stranger because it's in like a Chinese landscape mm. and it's so different, like our just architecture styles yeah famously different (laughs) so it's like it's so alien it almost so like not only did they not have the language for what it is it's so far removed from their culture Mm -hmm. it's almost like irrelevant like you don't need a word for it yeah like it's it's just something it almost feels like even though it's something old it's something new it looks very shiny and clean i've got to say and it's uh, i don't know it was hard to explain because it was just lovely long shots and like Mm -hmm. lovely like scenic shots of like I think there was a cat. Yeah, there was a bird at one point. Yeah, like, there was some it's people all walking around. And green. It's gorgeous. I would actually love to go because ruins are cool. Yeah, to try and find out where it is. And it's about I feel like because didn't he recreate elements? I don't know. I'm it was a whole like sure. it's only an honourable mention. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Loved learning new facts and I don't know, just trying to thinking about language in that way. And again, if we're thinking about how we like remember things, if you yeah. don't have the language you can't remember you can't express it yeah and it's why it's so important that these things are in our everyday life and that we do talk about it yeah we have the language readily and that we can share it with each other Mm -hmm. because then we can all grow that that we can do we want to say just a really quick honorable mention for the trip yeah what was your favorite part Ooh, the part Ooh, i mean it probably cycling because that's one thing i really miss about living there is that i cycled everywhere especially i'd cycle to the park it was lush and i always say oh I'll cycle here, but it's just the hills, dude. Yeah. Like, I could cycle to work in less than 10 minutes, but it's because it's entirely downhill. So that means to get back like from work, it's entirely uphill. So I, yeah, just, no. I can't be bothered, man. No way. <laughs> but yeah, it was so nice to cycle again. and just. I think I'll agree. Yeah. I think highlight. cycling to the park and around the lake. And it, like, just oh, around just... the city because it's safe and you're not going to get hit by a bloody car. Yeah. 
It's just nice to know. I, hmm, I won't like die when I do this. I felt respected as a cyclist, mm. and I don't know if I've ever felt that way here. Oh, there's absolutely <laughs> pecking order. Like, like doing you know, like rules of the road. Road here, it's like people maybe, then definitely cars, and then like any other vehicle, and then bikes. <laughs> and, yeah. Whereas in the Netherlands, bikes at the very top of the chain, then people, and then cars. It's funny. Something you do when you live there, when you register as a citizen, is it's kind of like how the organ donor donor rules are changing. Where it's like you're automatically an organ donor until you tell them you're not. It's like that with car ownership because you get taxed on it, obviously. So because they have... really don't want people to have loads of cars. Yes. So they assume you have a car and therefore you will be taxed until you tell them no, actually I don't have a car. So I had to do that. It's I the only it. time I've sent posts in the Netherlands. <laughs> As someone who loves the planet, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's like since that the whole like greed is good thing that baby boomers love yeah not to like throw shade at all um <laughs> um like you don't need two cars you don't really need one yeah like you could if you live anywhere near a city you're probably fine and it's useful but there are better means of transportation and i feel like people just need to put the effort in mm. so that's going to upset some people but a i don't hot care tech. because <laughs> the planet dying upsets me well there you go so yeah we're all upset yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah i would absolutely as someone who like just spent the night in rotterdam for the first time would absolutely recommend going and staying mm-hmm. and just being there for it like we just went for a weekend really made the most of it and our flights were like we arrived there nice in the afternoon we're left like like midday so it's great. It real chill traveling time klm kml yeah, klm klm KLM. KLM. The Royal Dutch Airline, basically. I can never remember what it is in Dutch, though. And I'm very dyslexic, so I can't even remember the initials. (laughs) But they give you a free Sammy if you travel at the right time of day. I've had a wrap there before. And you get free drinks, Complimentary drinks, uh, street waffle. Yeah. Just, or you can get the ferry if you want a ferry adventure. And they are an adventure. I haven't had a ferry adventure since the first time I went to Amsterdam. And I think that was enough ferry adventure for one day. I've done quite a few ferry adventures. And every time I do it, I'm like, I'll never do it again. It's never as much fun as I want it to be. It never is, but I keep on going back. And the food's so expensive. And it's like, well, I can't go anywhere else to eat. Well, you can bring food on. Yeah, I might. No, well, I'm not going. <laughs> Actually, now that I've thought about it, no. I'd rather just get my free food from the airline. Yep. So, guys, if you go or if you've been, let us know. And mm-hmm. if you have an upcoming trip to Amsterdam, you can absolutely have a day trip yes. and you will not regret it. Get away from the tourists for a while. Mm. It's just, it's so nice. It's nice. Do you know what else is nice? Mm. As a very fair-skinned and haired person, it's like the only place I will ever blend in. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, lots of good things. Yeah, man. Thank you, Netherlands. It's so good. Love you. (laughs) Um, Well, since we're wrapping up, a way we like to end these episodes is to talk about something that we are looking forward to doing. For example, uh, this actually might be the same day this episode comes out, if we time it right. Um the Middlesbrough Art Weekender yeah. is potentially this weekend that you would be listening to this maybe and we said we we're going to go last year we simply didn't <laughs> so this year I'm saying it on the podcast so I have to go now yeah and we implore you guys to go too yeah well we'll be going anyway because I think on the 27th is Hun have their end of summer one They're, they've got yes. another thing and we talked about Hun before they really yeah. got down cool and my good thing is that I'm exhibiting with Hun yeah <laughs> so go to the Middlesbrough Art Weekender go go see Hun so the I feel like the 
an event is as always a one night only thing so try and go if you can i think it's at base camp in middlesbrough and if but i believe because it's the weekend like that weekender the actual art's on display for a little bit longer than it usually would be oh sick so go check it out because it's just like loads of cool creative ladies doing awesome things yeah and they're like young and exciting and yeah can't go wrong hey nice so lots to look forward to lots of cool things happening mm-hmm. thanks for listening to our field trip yeah i know it's not like always the most relevant but it's fun and want to give you travel tips <laughs> Jeez, take them <laughs> please <Some> people <laughs> okay right. well, as always yeah it's all catch from us. Up with us on instagram and twitter mm-hmm. at hey Art what's good we're on gmail at hey Art what's good at gmail.com that's true and hey Art what's good.com indeed is our website it contact is. page all the deets that you might need to know about us <laughs> yeah be in touch yes please do and i haven't forgotten we have a competition yeah <laughs> it might be finished now as this it just depends when this is coming out really yeah so there is slash was a competition and there will be slash is a winner yeah <laughs> Social media will be a lot clearer than this. So, like, check the links and so, yeah, like, check our socials, and we'll be really clear because that's in present, like, that's actual yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, if it's still going, send your entries in. If it's happened, congratulations, winner. <laughs> Have some prize. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yes, it's been a blast. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>